So these Instagram targeted ads are kind of out of control. I'm getting an ad from Amazon Prime that is a screenshot of someone named You'd Need Nessa. Uh, it looks like a fake tweet that says, if you got an EBT card, you can get Amazon Prime free for a month and then $5.99 a month. It's a weird targeted ad for me to get. I, I don't know if I'm, I don't know, it's just weird. <laughs> Amazon Prime is $99 for the year, which is what, eight, eight and a quarter? A month yeah is six bucks really i mean you're saving two two and a quarter two packs of cigs <laughs> it's two packs for the year you mean yeah well that's true i mean if you need the ebt card to get your cigarettes yeah so how did that used to work let me think ebt to buy cigarettes what you do is you show up at the grocery store and you offer to buy someone's groceries mm -hmm. and then they buy you as many cartons of cigarettes equals you know, the groceries plus whatever discount you give them. So you get someone like $100 in groceries, they buy you three cartons of cigarettes for 60 bucks and everyone's happy. Yeah. That's pretty common. What, what I always found amazing about that is I would watch somebody do that and then I would watch the manager interject and shut it down. What do they care? <laughs> well, technically, the agreement you have with the state is that you follow their policies and... One of their policies is that, you know, that's to be used for food items. Right. If you want to overdo it, that's how you do it. I think the idea is this person's, I think that the stigma is this person is using their EBT money, which we're paying for, to one, buy cigarettes, which will poison them. And two, now their kids aren't eating. Which I'm sure happens some of the time, but one of my biggest gripes was when people complain about people on ebt and welfare and shit like that is they have no real quantifiable numbers of how often they're not the reason your taxes are too high no, no. i mean you don't have to go very far to realize that we spend all of our money on the military first yep and then healthcare. yeah number two that's it that's what americans spend all their tax money on which is funny considering that we don't have free health care yeah well the tax money that goes to it covers Medicare and Medicaid for, you know, Seems, old and yeah. sick people. Social Security and shit. But that's how expensive it is just for them. But I would argue that those populations are the sickest. Adding the rest of us on those insurance plans probably wouldn't move the needle very far. I don't think so. Not at all. I think we can afford to do it. I think Uncle Joe is going to get it done. How much do you pay a year in insurance? Uh, I could probably tell you. Because we are self-employed. Four grand, five grand. What? What? Out of pocket, you mean? For the year, to be insured. Oh, because for both of you. Yeah, for the three of us. Divided by three, 4,800. 4,800 a piece. It's trash. Yeah, so about five grand a piece. You know, if they put that as a tax and everyone was paying it, I bet it would be a third of that per person. Yeah. I'd much rather just pay the fucking tax. Same. Well, we also need decent coverage, too. So they can't say, oh, yeah, it's going to be this on your taxes or whatever, and then it's shit coverage. Right. So that's the one thing that I would be a little bit... At least right now, you know, I pay out of pocket, but I have the freedom to choose which overpriced level of coverage I want to elect for myself. Whereas if you start going, if everyone's just on government health insurance, you're getting what you get. And it might not be very much coverage. But you can't even really choose, though, because, like, if I could choose, I would get one with no deductible. Oh, right. I mean, choosing out of what's available to me. Right. Yeah. Who would... Who would ever who would ever want a deductible? I would choose no deductible and whatever doctor I want. Yeah, yeah. So PPO. And I'd be like, oh yeah, yeah. Bill me the extra five hundred dollars or whatever. Yeah, it's insane. I'd buy the Hulu package without advertising of insurance. You know, what I mean, I'd I'd pay just a little bit more for a little we, bit more. We talk a lot about a lot of the hot button 
subjects in contemporary America. And we haven't really talked about healthcare all that much. And it's kind of funny because people are so pissed off at the wrong things a lot of the time. I think a lot of people should definitely be upset about police brutality. It's funny to me how many people there are that like just indiscriminately stick up for the authority figures and people how, how convoluted their whole train of thoughts are. The funny thing is, is you don't hear a ton of people really bitching about healthcare. And I think because it's so fucking complicated and hard to understand. Like who even really understands their insurance plan front to back? Almost nobody. It's got all this legalese embedded in it so that they don't have to pay for anything. Mm -hmm. That's the thing is like, they set you up so that they don't have to pay out. It makes your head hurt, like looking at your insurance policy and trying to figure out what's what. And I think if more people understood this, I think you'd be hearing a lot more about health insurance. But it's it's like, it's like a footnote. It's common practice for insurance companies to decline coverage first. Yes. And then just deal with whoever actually comes back looking for the payment. Yes. Because half the people that get rejected are just going to walk away and go, that sucks. I don't think you can fix healthcare at the moment because I think there's... There's too much political pressure and there's too much insurance money spending against making the right decisions. Yeah. Because you're going to bankrupt a certain sect of insurance for the most part. You'll still have some like people that want like designer coverage or whatever, but you are going to disrupt the fuck out of that. It would be funny if when you pick your plan, they always have like gold, silver, bronze. For one, they never have platinum in there. I think because of hip-hop, platinum has this... And, well, fucking Donald Trump calling the, the plan for black America the platinum plan. You never heard platinum. But if you mention of designer healthcare, it would be funny if they had, like, oh, you could pick the Versace plan. Well, I'm going to go with the Prada plan. The Louis Vuitton <laughs> plan looks good. And then if you want the less expensive one, it could be, like, the Michael Kors plan. You could brand them to help pay for it. Well, everything's collaborations all the time. You'll see, like, Tyler, the creator, doing Converse clothing. <laughs> or so-and-so is doing a collaboration... Why can't rappers and, and entertainers do collaborations with like Blue Cross Blue Shield and get people hyped up for health insurance? <laughs> in the US, in like the after the Civil War into the early 1900s, the government started opening public hospitals everywhere. You had all these amputee people and you had all these public health things popping up and the influenza and everything. They started opening up public hospitals everywhere. And then there was a big debate, should hospitals be run by the state or should hospitals be run by the church? And the church mm. won out. People went, of course the church should. If you go to the church hospital, you know, God's on your side. So we, we dismantled the public hospital system in this country and gave it to churches, which is why all the hospitals now are named after yeah, saints. Saint Anne's. Beth Israel, shit like that. Yeah. I think if we were to try to get back to having public health, like where you could just go see a doctor, I think really what they should do is just start opening public hospitals again. Like just put one public hospital in New York City, one public hospital in Boston, one public hospital in Los Angeles, and just tell people, hey, if you show up at these public hospitals, we're just going to fix you. Like we're going to treat you, send you on your way. It's far less expensive. It's far less disruptive. And you start to wean a number of people out of that general insurance pool, or at least you start serving some of the people that can't get covered any other way. You know what I mean? And then all you have to do is keep adding more public hospitals yeah. over time. And then you go, yeah, you could get health insurance, but that building over there will just fucking do it for free. Yeah, I like it. I feel like if they went public option healthcare, for one, you'd have maybe 10,000 health insurance people suddenly looking for jobs, which... That's probably not that big of a deal. 
but it's it's disruptive. So I think that would be a little bit easier on people. Plus, you know, in this country, what, 70% of people live in coastal cities? Is it that much? Yeah, it's a fucking lot. More people live on the coastal, in the coastal cities than in the entire center of the country. Yeah, yeah, because the population of New York really probably throws almost everything off. New York and Philly and then Los Angeles. So, I mean, if you service just the big cities with, with some public hospitals, I think... I think you'd make a serious dent in that entire issue. It's really funny when you think about how the population is anchored by that much. And yet when it comes to politics, because of shit like the Electoral College, we talk a lot about people on the far right, just how they get played online with like fake news, hoaxes, shit like that all the time. Yeah. I've come across a couple of, you know, far left Instagram pages lately. And I'm starting to think that Russians might be behind some of the stuff on the far left too. Oh, oh, yeah. I, I was looking at one page uh, the other day. One of my friends shared something. I clicked through the page. And it was, you know, definitely a communist leftist page. And, they, you know, they, the big thing they were really talking about on the page was, you're not getting paid shit for your work. Why would you work any harder? Like, the gist of it was, like, just because I don't want to be a CEO doesn't mean I should have to work a shitload of hours for low pay and blah, blah, blah. And it was basically just like, I just want to make enough money to live. Like that type of shit, like really, really left leaning, leftist, communist, socialist type of shit. Yeah. I was reading the page and some of the memes and I was just like, yo, I think there's a lot of people getting trolled on the far left also. And it never occurred to me how far out some of the shit on the left side was even though for the most part i i agree with the sentiment of it yeah i i've been there to where you're working a really shitty job and not getting paid well and they're demanding a lot far more of you than they should be able to for what you're getting paid but at the same time too i was also like all right i just need to get a better job and i know that's not a possibility for everyone i'm just speaking about my own personal self yeah i mean there's only so many yeah, good jobs you know and, and one person's good job is another person's bad job too i mean that's the other thing um yeah somebody has to do the shit work and i i tend to agree with people that if if somebody's got to do the garbage work nobody wants they should still make a decent wage i agree in fact they should probably get paid extra for doing that shitty work like people that clean bathrooms they should probably get paid pretty well yeah <laughs> just gotta say Let's see if i can find the page in particular that was i was like what you think this might be a russian troll you're saying yeah, I think some of these pages maybe. I've been seeing some really far to the left shit that I'm like, kind of gets people really riled up. And I'm like wondering if some of this shit might also be troll material. <laughs> Life is a series of moments in which rich people are happy and everyone else is waiting to die. You know, it's kind of funny for somebody, for someone make prof making a page, talking so much about not working for free and getting paid better and all this, that they're spending a whole lot of fucking time making these memes. Mm -hmm. A little bit of a level of irony in there. I couldn't even curate this many memes. Yeah, so... Uh-huh. How do you feel when you when you see a meme like that? How do you feel about that? Uh, so the meme you're sharing is an iceberg where the bottom piece of the iceberg, the much bigger piece, says how much my boss makes off of my wage or off of my work. How much my boss profited out of my hard work. The little peak coming out of the water just says my paycheck. Well, the boss or the company, it's also what gives you the work. Right. So on one hand, they're hooking you up. On the other hand, are they taking the the giant slice of the wage? Yes. That's debatable though too. Well, there's overhead, right? So 
If you bring in... Well, the, 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 the other thing, though, too, is you could say, is someone taking the giant slice of my wage, well, is that person generating profit or is that person on the service side of the company? So problem is, if if you're a person that's... A, uh, you know, almost every company's got some sort of a sales aspect to it, yeah. right? So if you're on the side of the company that's generating the income, then you could say, hey, I'm making this money for the company. I'm the one that's literally going out there and finding money for this company. Yeah. And then that person has to get paid. They can argue, they, they have an easier case to argue for more money, right? So then say that person takes 30% of the money that they bring in. Say they bring in $100, they take 30. And then the company's got $70 to split. And then you probably have so much other overhead that by the time it gets to the person who works in the mailroom, uh, while I do think that they should probably be making more, there's probably not as much money left as they might think. Well, most companies that generate billionaires, they don't pay their people shit. So, I mean, no. you nickel and dime the people, and then at the top you have all this money left over and you're filthy rich or your stockholders are filthy rich. Yes. That's a real effect i think that's why i mean realistically if you're concerned about that unionize mm. this country has 40 percent of the unions that it had in the 40s and 50s the unions have declined in the u.s by about 60 percent since then yeah so if people want to have collective bargaining to try to get their pay boosted up because the people that own or operate their companies are raking in millions while your average person is not making much money. Do it. Right. You know what I mean? Fucking unionize. The more people that want to unionize, the easier it is to do it. Huh. The idea that somebody is just going to do it, they're just going to give you a handout because you meme them to death on the internet. Nobody gives a shit. Huh. So if it makes you feel better, keep going to work. But if, if you really are furious about the fact that the people at the top of your company are making a thousand times what you make, then fucking unionize. Right. It's not easy to unionize. A lot of companies, like the first McDonald's that got unionized, McDonald's bulldozed it. Right. <laughs> they were like, oh, yeah, I guess you guys missed the note, and they, they shut it down and bulldozed it. You know, it's it's being, being a person, privilege aside, opportunities aside, a person that's worked a lot of shitty jobs and was trapped in shitty jobs for a while. I can tell you personally, I had to just say, I'm not settling for this. I'm going to figure something I'm going to figure something out. It took me a long time, but I finally did. Not to, not to say that I'm rich. And you had jobs that didn't pay great. Yeah, most of them. Yeah, most of them. And, and neither of us are rich at this point. But I think there's a certain point where you do have to just say, like, yo, I'm not going to go for this. And I know it sucks. I know not everybody, you know, has white privilege or male privilege and shit like that. But I, So I'm just speaking for myself when I say this. I, I take all those things into account. Like, there is a, a little bit of it where it's like, okay, well, I'm working this shitty job. They should be paying me more. They should be paying me more. And it's like, well, you didn't have to apply for that job. So to yeah. an extent, those people are paying you. No one made you go work there. So if you don't like it, then you should figure out a way to make more money. Because the country, we're not communist. And the United States is never going to be a communist country. So you have to figure out a way to make more money. As unimportant as money is, it's also super fucking important at the same time. Yeah. I'm always trying to figure out a way to make more money. I think it's increasingly getting harder to find a good paying, good job. Upward mobility is really, really tough too. I mean, I think we are seeing a bigger divide between the haves and the have-nots. I think we're seeing the middle class really get pushed out. But also, like, my company's bringing in about the same amount of money it did 10 years ago, but we have probably 30% less people. 
Mm. So we're able to do a lot more with a lot less people. Right now, is that because they've the company's running more efficient, or are they dumping more work on people and paying them paying them the same? I mean, I wasn't there for it all, but my guess is, you know, a little bit of both. Kind of eliminating positions as people retire or resign, yeah, and just not backfilling people. And then the people that are left have to figure out a way to make it work. Right. And then if they do, it stays that way. And if they don't, they hire somebody back. Yeah. But they wait. You know what I mean? So you end up with, it's probably more efficient, but at the same time, it's probably far less expertise. So back to the topic. What do you think the odds are that a page like this is Russian trolling or just trolling in general? I mean, I would put it pretty high. Especially trolling in general. Yeah. I think most memes are trolling in general. Yeah, I find that most most political memes... I mean, to me, it's more obvious when you see stuff on the right. It's just literally made up. Nothing in these memes is made up. So in a way, it actually kind of hits harder because for somebody that's already building up some resentment towards, you know, capitalistic America, you see something like that and it's really... It's really saying like, yeah, my thoughts are right. It kind of gives you that that justification or it gives you that like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You, you know, like that way that you've been feeling, you're not the only one that feels like that. It kind of gives you that, you know, like that reassurance. So the page you showed me, it's all standard memes. Right. There, I didn't see anything that was anything new. It's just recycled memes, but with political messaging. And the political messaging is extremely straightforward. Right. They're not really doing much. Although I would say mainstream conservative media makes up a ton of shit. Correct. But in their meme sphere, a lot of it isn't necessarily lies. It's just cruel. Yeah, or a lot of a lot of shit is um I, God, I came across some somebody shared some right-wing bozo the other day and I clicked into the page and it was just it was some dude who was just sharing quotes that he wrote of on his own page. Like if I literally made a Stephen Ferreira political page, <laughs> and just wrote quotes and put a picture of myself and shared the quote. And you don't know what the context was, but it was just like, basically, it, it was like a Southern black conservative guy saying a bunch of shit that gives, you know, like that white people want to hear when it comes to racial stuff. And people were sharing yeah. it. And, and that's, that's such an easy niche to fill. Oh, my God. Demo and, and I was looking at it and I was like, yo, I don't even know if this page is real. Like, I've never even heard of this guy before. Like, how do you know this guy's even a real person? No one's seen this guy before. No one's heard of this guy. Oh, I'm sure he's a real person. He's probably trying to get it on Fox News or some shit. He's a real asshole. If he is real. I mean, I, we could get to the point where a lot of people that are so far... God, I don't want to say it, but like to either side politically, you could just throw anything out there. And if, they, if it suits their narrative, they're not fact-checking anything. No, they don't care. Facts are out. Oh, and I, I do feel like there are people on the left that are, you know, the same... It's the same type of shit. Oh, yeah. I, I hear crazy left-wing bullshit all the time that doesn't check out yes a lot of the nonsense i hear on the on the left comes from like msnbc oh i'm sure like a lot of shit that just doesn't pan out it, msnbc is basically like a gossip right. rag. if fox news was just complaining about conservatives instead of rallying behind them that would be msnbc but it's the same amount of coverage of conservatives right like, I don't give a fuck about conservatives. Tell me what liberals are actually doing. I mean, it's a lot of fear-mongering, a lot of bullshit. It's true. So. Remember when this show used to be funny? This show? Yeah. No. Nah. Funny only comes on this show in waves. Yeah, I know. You gotta give them a, a cycle of good, responsible journalism. <laughs> I'm really starting to think that everybody would just be better off. Fuck, man. I don't even know. I don't. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard to say where you can even get reliable news anymore. 
Dude, Americans are doomed. Oh, yeah. They're doomed. We're, we're... I mean, look, we spent 50 years making sure nobody could get a, a decent education no. and encouraging them that a, a good education is not going to help them. So most people look at a good education, they're like, oh, that's some elitist bullshit. I don't need that. You've convinced most people that they don't need an education. And here we are a couple generations later. Oh, they've also made college far too expensive. That's part of it, right? you got to be dumb enough to go to college. Right. But here we are a couple generations later, and nobody knows anything. Nothing. And there's a whole internet of information, but nobody even got the prerequisites to be able to parse out legitimate information from emotional propaganda and drivel. Right. Propaganda is nice because it, it appeals to your emotions, and people are so fucking emotional that that's all they want. They want something that's going to make them feel better while owning the other side. But it's, dude, it's intellectually lazy because you never get any kind of cognitive dissonance yeah. out of it. You know what I mean? Like, you don't you don't challenge yourself. You don't learn anything. You go, I knew I didn't like liberals, and of course I don't because they do this shit. And, oh, yeah, this, this is why I hate conservatives. I don't like a lot of conservative shit. I don't like any of it. I get nothing out of being like, look how stupid you are. Look how smart I am. I get nothing out yeah. of it because I also, I don't. I don't buy total far leftism either. I, I'm not on that team either. You know, like, no. Everybody's so fucking hypocritical too. Like, that's the other thing. It's like, you can say whatever you want as long as it suits your own fucking narrative. At the time, at that exact moment, if you say something that emotionally appeals to you, you can go ahead and say it. You can figure out a way to justify whatever it is that you want to say, regardless of the fucking facts. I think this best sums it up on the internet. Every now and then, I'll see something that is blatantly wrong. Someone will post something that is just wildly factually inaccurate like the facts are totally wrong they're not just being misconstrued right. they're just wrong and i'll look through comments and somebody early on will go hey bro i normally agree with you but in this instance you're wrong here's why and they post a link to like the fact or they explain to them like this information you got is literally like a lie from a troll or whatever like some bullshit the person comments and they'll say something like oh thanks i didn't realize that but then they'll leave the post up right and then underneath that comment other people will be like so fucking true man so fucking true the person who like owns the the post will comment on those being like right that's how i feel even if it's not a hundred percent it's definitely true i've seen that multiple times oh yeah i've seen that I've seen that. Where it's like, okay, you just realize that what you posted is like bullshit propaganda, but because it's on your fantasy team, right. you're just going to stick with it. Or you think it's funny or whatever. Right. And then to me, what that does is that makes you a discreditable person. And then nothing that you ever say ever again will ever mean anything to me. Once someone's, you know, yeah. it's crazy to me. You talk to people. I mean, for me, it tends to be more people on the on the right when I talk to people and it's like, well, no, you know, you need to think about this. You need to think about that. You need to think about the fact that, you know, I had, I had to explain to somebody recently, like, like, yo, look, the effects of slavery are still affecting black people. Like regardless of how you good, you feel about black people. You're, you're not owning the fact that like, they've just been given a, un, an unfair hand to put it like mildly. Like, so just because you personally don't have a problem with black people doesn't mean that racism's over. Which is one of the weakest, like, it's, yeah. it's, it's such a weird 
argument that I've heard lately. I mean, it's not a new argument. I'm sure we've all heard that before. But when people say like, dude, I, I, I get along with black people. I have black friends. You know, slavery ended 400 years ago. You got to you're 200, uh, 150 years ago. You got to get over it. You got to move on. You can't, you can't, you know, I don't think there's that much racism. I'm cool with black people and Spanish people. And I'd, I'd help a Chinese guy out. Uh, why are black people so mad? Blah, blah, blah. You know, and you hear that shit and it's just like, yo, dude, like, it's it's crazy. It's and then you, you're trying to correct these people, and it's just like, yo, dude, like the easiest way to realize if somebody knows what they're talking about with race or anything else, like on that spectrum, is just ask them if they understand what happened during Reconstruction. Right. You know what I mean? Like, ask them. Like, hey, uh, how do you think Reconstruction went after the Civil War? Right. See if they know anything about it. Because Reconstruction was the ultimate turning our backs on equality in this country because politicians at the time were more interested in getting the states back together and the big compromises all right we'll drop all these you know racial equality rules to help integrate black people into society and we'll stop you from terrorizing them we'll eliminate all of that if you just rejoin the union so we can get things back on track a complete abandonment of the mission right of the post-civil war of taking black people and integrating them in society. America turned its back on it during Reconstruction and said, you know what, you guys can keep being racist because that's a big fucking problem and we don't have the political wherewithal to deal with it. The irony of, of the Civil War is just basically the North saying slavery's got to end, but they didn't necessarily say that they consider black people to be equal or that they like them. You can't own another person, even if yeah, they're not equal yeah. to you. And that was basically the attitude. Right. It's kind of funny. It's like... You also don't have to help them. <laughs> I mean, I started listening to that podcast that you recommended, and one of the things that caught me off guard was how Abraham Lincoln was in favor of black people going back to Africa. Because he thought it would be easier for them. Yeah, and he didn't think that black people were capable of living in white society and uh, didn't care for black people. Right. Was open about the fact that he didn't care for black people. He just didn't think that slavery was right. right. It's kind of weird to think that. It's like, well, you don't like these people. You have an open disdain for them. Why would you even start a war with other white people over their freedom if you dislike them so much? Like, why do you care either way? Just Yeah, the big thing for a lot of whites, for abolitionists, were you had two things. Um, a lot of the abolitionists came out of religious culture. So right. people believe that it was unchristian to enslave people. So that was a big thing with like Quakers. I believe Quakers started the abolitionist movement by and large. And then other groups of people picked up on it. But you had them. You also had the people that were like very into the idea of like the, the enlightenment that led to the American Revolution. So there were all these enlightenment, like the Declaration of Independence and stuff where it calls all men equal, right? Right. And they were like, all men are equal except for these men over here who just decided are not human. From its inception, people were uneasy with that. And yeah, owning black people was something that a lot of people just, they couldn't stomach it. They couldn't square it with their beliefs. But at the same time, to your point, it didn't mean they wanted black people around. It's, it's wild. Because they still saw them as inferior. And, you know, I mean, there was that thing where it was like, if we're going to free them, we don't need them anymore. Get them out of here. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> Absolutely fucking insane. You know, it's like if they're not going to be here and working, then we don't want them. It's crazy because you start learning about slavery fourth, fifth grade in school, and they do a better job with it now, kind of explaining how gross it was, how awful it was. But I think it would be tough for a teacher to take to go that extra step and explain to students. That's too much, yeah. Oh, it's, it's really, really tough. You know, especially in... You, you want to know what's really cringy, too? 
So as the Civil War was ending, a lot of people had the same thought as Abraham Lincoln of like, well, we're going to have to send all these people out of the country back to where they came from. The other time in history we did that was after World War II with Jews. Right. Like, what are we going to do with all these Jews we just freed? Well, they can't stay in Germany or in this area. Let's send them back to Israel. It's crazy. <laughs> Who cares if there's people living there? Send them back. It's, it's the same thing, though. It's like, oh, yeah, these people, they, they need to be left alone, but they certainly don't need to be here. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. But that shows you how, like, racist people were even after, well, obviously World War II had a lot of racism. Yeah. It's crazy to think that you could have served served as a black man in that war and came back and not uh, have equal rights as other people in this country. That's so fucking crazy. Yeah. You saw the, uh, I, well, I know I sent you the article about the standoff on Route 95 in Massachusetts. Yeah, so I was in Washington, D.C., so I did not dig into it much. I did read the article you sent. But I did not get much of a follow-up, aside from I saw that they had arrested 11 people. Yeah, so it seems like this made national news, but... Was this the 4th of July or the 3rd of July? 3rd of July. So I woke up Saturday morning, went to Starbucks, went to work. I think I might have driven on Route 93 for a bit, but not 95. I'm just south of south of 95, so I'm slightly south of where this was all going down, but not far from it. Was that north of the city? Yeah, a little north of the city. So it was in like Reading Wakefield. I'm just like just before the 128. Yeah, around there. Yeah, yeah, give or take. Probably I would imagine between 93 and and where 128 are. So like that little stretch of 95 between 93 and 128. That's what I'm guessing. Because it was in like the Reading Wakefield area. So mm. really not far from me altogether. But um, I guess there was a group who is later identified as a group called Rise of the Moors, which is a sovereign group, which is interesting because I guess most sovereign groups don't have the militia characteristics, but these guys were very heavily armed. This particular group of them was based out of Rhode Island, but I, I looked at the report in the paper and the people that were arrested were from... Um, all over New York, several of them from New York, some of them from Rhode Island. I feel like there was some from some other states too. But anyway, I guess these guys uh, consider themselves sovereign. They consider themselves citizens of Morocco, and they believe that. Yeah. <laughs> Does Morocco consider them citizens? I don't know. I haven't gotten that far yet, but I guess they they <laughs> believe that the uh, the laws in of the United States and its government don't apply to them. They don't pay taxes. Just consider themselves sovereign citizens. They were all decked out in tactical gear. There's two cars of them, and they brought their own gas because they realized they couldn't go into a public gas station all geared up the way that they were. They pulled over on the side of 95 to refuel and were stopped by the police. I guess after a little while, a bunch of them just said, fuck this, and just walked into the woods. So the thing is that they were all strapped up. These dudes had, some of them had handguns, some of them had rifles, some of them had both. Like, I guess these guys were packing pretty heavy. None of them had IDs and none of them had gun licenses. So really, the real crime was just that they had a bunch of guns illegally. They didn't have gun licenses on them to, the, you know, considering that they're sovereign. That's a big, pretty big deal in Massachusetts. Though, uh, yeah, it? yeah, most... Most states have like some sort of mandatory minimum for like a gun possession. And there's beyond that, there's certain types of guns and there's certain capacities as far as like, you know, the magazine capacity that you can't have or whatever. But the problem is none of them even had handgun licenses, uh, LTCs to begin with. So I guess the standoff. Well, I mean, they can't be tried because they're sovereign. So. <laughs> 
Yeah. So I guess they actually got a negotiator on the phone and they talked to like the leader. The leader was an ex-Marine. And I guess the leader kept telling them over and over again, we're, we're not interested in having a confrontation. We're not interested in having any type of violence. We're not anti-police or anti-government. We just don't believe that we're citizens of the United States. So these guys, their whole thing is like, yeah, we don't care. We're just not citizens of the United States. The thing I don't understand is like, so why have the militia aspect? And then the funny thing is, it's like these guys left from Pawtucket and they were going to Maine. And it's like, you guys are all decked out in all this tactical shit and you didn't have enough fuel in your car to get to fucking Maine. And you pulled over on 95 on a holiday weekend when there's cops everywhere. What's that, a four-hour drive? Yeah. Not even. By the time they got pulled over, they were like two two hours into that drive. Yeah. Doesn't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. You got to fuel up, man. You got to fuel up at the Cumberland yeah. Farms before you head too far Yeah, north. so eventually they got them. They charged all of them. They're all getting charged for, like, unlawful weapons and shit like that. How can you charge non-citizens? <laughs> I mean, just. <laughs> I guess they should send them down to one of those detainment camps. They put the yeah. They should put them on Guantanamo Bay. I guess. I guess. It, it's interesting. I, I looked into them. I couldn't really tell exactly what this group really stands for. Um, I dude, if you don't, if you claim you're not a citizen of a country that you live in, you don't stand for anything, right? Because the only people that can change a government or the society they live in is to work within the framework of that system. Right. Or dismantle it. But if they're just sovereign, as in we're ignoring this country, we got nothing against it, we're just ignoring right. it, then they're not they're not changing shit. They don't stand for anything. They're a bunch of fucking hippies. It's ironic that one of them used to be a Marine. Yeah, well, people like that also created Whole Foods. Bro, I'm not even of this earth. I'm just a, a spirit trapped in a body that needs crunchy granola for the masses. And the next thing you know, they're selling out to Amazon and they're like, it fucking yeah. worked. Yeah, a lot of the, it's funny too, because like when a when a sovereign group ends up having problems, it's like, well, I'll call my lawyer. It's like, well, I thought you didn't believe in anything. It's like, well, no, you, none of this works. Like this all goes out the window the second you actually have to have any type of like communication with anybody. I am guessing with this group, there was some sort of like a black militant aspect to it. Yeah. A lot of times like, they don't seem like they're like separatists. They're not like the uh, like the black Israelites that are like basically classified as a hate group. Like you know, the Nation of Islam is classified as a hate group, and the, and the black Israelites are categorized as hate groups because they believe in the separate you know separating of the races. They believe in uh, or they don't believe in race race mixing, which I hate that term. Right. You know, it's it's kind of funny. Yeah. Those groups are interesting to me because they're you know while they're they're black, they share a lot of the same ideology as white supremacists, but they just have an opposite take on it like they could actually almost coexist with certain white supremacist groups that take a more modern approach that say some bullshit like well we don't think that there's anything wrong with black people we just want to be separate from them you know what i mean which is like kind of a more of a modern yeah. take on white supremacy which you hear some groups say and then you know that there's there's different white supremacist groups that don't get along because they have varying ideologies or some of them are just like old school KKK, we hate black people. Some of them are like, oh, there's nothing wrong with black people. We just don't want to live next to them. So like some groups like the black Israelis might actually be able to get along with a white person. It's like, yeah, we agree with you. <laughs> it's, it's, dude, it's totally fucked. <laughs> uh, I couldn't find anything saying that this group really necessarily was into any of that. They just seem like they're sovereign. They believe that they're citizens of Morocco. Um, I couldn't find it. I don't know if, if, if there is an element of that or if there isn't. Or There's no such thing as sovereign in the U.S. because whether you're a citizen of the U.S. or just passing through, all of the U.S. laws apply to you. 
So you're not fucking sovereign. Like being present in this country makes you susceptible to the laws. Can you evade taxes and stuff? Sure. Can you live in the forest for a little while until the police find you? But like, you can't just be like, we don't accept your rule of law because that rule of law, it doesn't need your permission. Uh, what do the rise of the Moors believe? Dude, they don't believe shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. They're nihilists. They believe in nothing, Lebowski. I'll fucking throw a ferret in your tub, piss on your rug. Guys, the Moors. It's gonna be hard for them to get lawyers. Most of these guys were actually from New York. They said they were going up there to, to train. They believe in more sovereign ideology. Were they dri They were driving motorcycles, I imagine. Or did they have cars? Ah, uh, they were in a couple of cars. Were they all cars? I believe they are. They should have done motorcycles. Then everyone would have thought they were cops and left them alone. <laughs> Dude, seriously, whenever you see bikers, do you assume some of them are cops? Because I do. I can't even get it out of my head. Almost every cop I know has a motorcycle. And they all ride Harleys. I find it ironic that the more sovereign citizen movement is so large and active. They actually repeat many theories that were actually cooked up, again, many years ago by white supremacists. Wow. Yeah, so they, they're probably a separatist group. They probably have a separatist thing going on in there. I don't know. Maybe we can get one of them on. Sure, set it up. Be our first interview. What I like about these guys is that they have rap songs that you can listen to on YouTube. And I, I like, I fired one up the other day and I was like, yo, this is kind of hard. Is it good rap? I mean, it kind of had that like Iman Thug, Killer Army, like 5% nation, New York City's like mid 90s, like just got off Rikers Island, slash you with a, with a razor. Like nonfiction. Type of vibe. <laughs> yeah, but more like, more like, like Sons of Man or like Kill an Army or Dead like Presidents. More grimy, more grimy. Like turn the grime all the way up. Yo, 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 yo. You know, like. Did you send that? You sent that link to me the other day. Mm -hmm. All right, I'll look it up and I'll add it into the show. I'll put, I'll put a little taste right around here. Study more in science. No need for college. My knowledge reigns supreme. 360 degrees. These crooked cops got the mark of the beast. We under occupation. Strategize. Remain patient. The colonists and Zionists they worship Satan, but they times up. Pray to Allah, keep the nines up. Who want what? Cocksucker, don't press your luck. Never disrespect the feds. Don't get filled with hot lead. My flag Ooh, We're gonna get kicked like off, eh? Listen, it's gonna be fine. <laughs> we haven't even gotten a warning yet. I put tons of copyrighted music in this. It's for commentary yeah, use only. So say what you think you would say if I played. So what I actually wanted to say about this whole thing was they, was like, there's a couple of things. Somebody made a good point. I was at a family barbecue there and somebody was like, wow, the police actually did a good job with these guys. My brother-in-law reported. He goes, yeah, it's funny. They treat people differently when they have guns too. I mean, there it is. Yeah, I mean, so there's that. But then the, you know, the funny thing is like, you know, this shut down Route 95, which is the major artery of the East Coast yeah. for hours on the 4th of July weekend in, in Massachusetts going north to Maine, which is like super busy. Everybody from Rhode Island and Massachusetts is trying to get up to New Hampshire and Maine. In Vermont, well, in Vermont, you probably wouldn't really need to go there, but everybody's trying to go north. You think they ran out of gas because they were six hours into the traffic? <laughs> it's a three-hour drive, but they're just sitting in traffic. Well, this started, this started at 1.30 in the morning. Wow. And then they shut down the highway. I'm not sure what time they shut it down, but it didn't wrap up until, like, late morning. 
this whole thing, like, yeah, I get it. These guys had guns. They, they suppose it was the right thing to do to check out the situation when you got a bunch of guys with like guns that are all dressed like they're going to World War Three, and it's like, hey, what do you? Hey, so, so what are you guys up to? So you guys got gun licenses, right? It's like, oh, you don't. Well, you can't even have that gun in this state. Uh, yeah. Oh, what do you? What are you guys up to? You know, and then they just walk off into the woods. But the whole thing kind of comes off like at the end of the day, it was like much ado about nothing. Yeah, but I mean... It could have gotten bad. It, it definitely could have gotten bad. But it's kind of funny, like, when you read the, the interactions be, with, like, the leader, and he was like, hey, we, we're not interested in a violent confrontation. We have we have no problem with the police. We're just trying to get to Maine. It's like they yeah. were just... And they were like, yeah, we're going up to Maine for training. And it's like, you're going to Maine for training? Like, why don't you just say you're going to Portland for the weekend or something? That guy that shot up a couple hundred people in Vegas, right? That guy had to have made, like, a half a dozen trips to his room with a luggage cart carrying all the weapons he had. Oh, it's crazy. And if anybody was like, hey, you got a lot of guns, maybe we should, I don't know, see what you're up to. You'd have like 75 people still alive. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm good with, dude, you're walking around with a gun and you're not wearing like hunting attire and you're not going into the woods, then yeah, I want to know what the fuck you're up to. And I, look, if police are going to profile anybody, please, investigate what anybody with a gun is about to do. Stop them and ask, you know what I mean? Like, ask if they have a permit, ask where they're going, ask what they're up to. Like, to me, that's the only time a cop should really be fucking giving someone a hard time is, hey, wait, you have a thing there that's designed for killing other people. Are you mm -hmm. going to war? Are you going to visit your ex? Are you just terrified of ghosts? Like, what the fuck are you carrying this giant weapon for? You know? I mean, they had enough weapons for it to be visible, then yeah, I think police should... F and then when a police officer shows up and they're like, we need to understand what you're doing with all these guns, transporting all these guns, and you run into the woods, <laughs> then yeah, I think that's something that that's going to need some investigation. I don't think the cops should just shoot everybody. Um, I don't think cops should shoot anybody unless, like, really, I think they should only have non-lethal weapons. But at any rate, yeah, I, I think if people have guns, cops should definitely be intervening. What were they doing with all those guns out in the open if they had a car? Why were they not just in the trunk? Well, that's the thing I could never get out of any of it was if these guys had the guns on them. So these guys are dressed in the army gear. I that's... wouldn't be surprised if they had rucksacks on with the gun fastened to the front of the rucksack as you see, like, paramilitary-type people all the time. Yeah, so you're wearing the guns as de decoration. Because these guys these guys consider themselves to be sovereign citizens, so they probably feel like, I can walk around with my guns wherever I want. But the whole reason that they were pulled over was they needed to refuel, and they felt like, well, we can't pull into a gas station dressed like this. People are going to get alarmed. You know you're doing something that you sh that's questionable. It's crazy that they pulled over on 95. A cop pulled over to help them out because he saw two cars broken down. He was like, you guys need some help. And then he was like, oh, why do you guys have all these guns? Like, what, are you, what are you guys doing? And I guess they were fine. They didn't have like a crazy confrontation or anything. But after a while, a bunch of them were like, fuck this. And they just walked off into the woods. Hmm. Now, this is just how I'm reading it. So I don't know if they ran off, if it did get heated, if it didn't get heated. It doesn't sound like it was at all really like definitely fucking alarming. And just because somebody with a with a bunch of AR-15 says, oh, we're not interested in killing you. It's like, yeah, OK, sure you're not. And then they just start shooting at you. So, yeah, absolutely. I can I can understand why they shut everything down. Just a crazy place to have to shut everything down. Did the police do the right thing in this instance? Yeah, probably. It's just so fucking weird that at the end of the day, these dudes were just like, oh, no, we're just going to Maine to train. 
we don't have any problem with the government. We have no problem with the police. We're just trying to go where we're trying to go. It's just such a weird thing where it's like, well, if you don't have any problem with the government, then why do you have to go train at an undisclosed location in Maine? Yeah, what are you training for? No, not for nothing, too. These these guys, it's a it's a black organization. There's like five black people in Maine. Like, why would you, why would you pick Maine and then stop on the side of Route 95 if you're trying to be inconspicuous on a holiday weekend? It just seems like poor fucking planning. And then these guys all got themselves arrested basically for nothing. You couldn't take your army gear and your guns off long enough just to get where you were going. And then you could put your little army outfits back on. Could you imagine a country outside of America where you had a bunch of people traveling together and when the authorities show up to ask them what they're up to, they go, don't worry about us. We're definitely not citizens of this country, but we are heavily, heavily armed. Like you're rolling through Venezuela and you got tons of machine guns or whatever. And they're like, what are you up to? And you're like, don't worry, we're not Venezuelans. Oh, you're getting lit up. <laughs> like, what, the, what are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? Like... <laughs> Oh, we're not Americans. We don't we don't follow or respect any of America's laws. But we are armed like we're going to war. It's like, well, you're in America, so who are you going to war with? You're not Americans, but you're armed to the teeth. Right. And you're getting ready for some kind of confrontation. Who is it with? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's strange. The whole thing's just fucking bizarre. Like, you can't say you're defending yourself against, like, some foreign, unknown foreign entity or against the U.S. government. Because you don't identify the U.S. government as even controlling you. And the foreign entity is just going to come to take a country you don't belong to. So, like, you have no vested interest in where you're at. But you're heavily armed and getting ready for war. You know what? You know what's interesting too is how far do you take this whole sovereign thing? Do you not even bother to register your car? Does no one have a driver's license? I'm sure they're gonna get lawyers because I'm, I'm sure they're not gonna walk into the courtroom talking sovereign bullshit. <laughs> oh, we don't respect the laws of this court. The jury's gonna be like guilty. <laughs> I don't get it. Because then they might just be like, "Well, I don't have to go to court," and then they're gonna arrest you and drag you into court but then you might be like yeah well i don't believe that i have to go to court so why do i need a lawyer you're sentenced to 25 years in prison oh you can't sentence me to 25 years i don't recognize your authority to do that it's it's just kind of one of those things where it's like yo that's just not gonna work it's kind of the same mistake people make regarding undocumented immigrants which there's a lot of conservatives that think that like undocumented immigrants can't go to jail they go they come here they fuck our women and cause crime and all this shit and then they just get deported but it's not true if you commit a crime in this country whether you have papers or not you're gonna go serve time prior to deportation right they're not just gonna send you out like hey you murdered somebody we're gonna send you back to el salvador no you're gonna do the 25 to life and then they may deport you right or they may just deport you first but you are going to jail the only way they're deporting you first is if they have an agreement with some other country that you'll be locked up they're not really in the business of letting... Because you let a violent person that snuck into the country out of the country again, guess what? They've already gotten into your country once. They can do it again. No, that's 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 uh, that's actually not true. What, the people can get back? Uh, no, not that they can get back, but they don't always serve a full jail term before they get deported. Right, but if they deport them, don't they typically have an agreement that the other country is going to imprison them? No. Really? Not always, no. You look at El Salvador right now, it's it's a mess because they've deported so many people from MS and 18th Street and some of the other gangs that kind of went national. They deported a bunch of those people without charging them with any crime. They just scooped them up off the street in the middle of the night and 
put them on a plane in the morning. Yeah, sure. Some some of them, but then some of them that like a lot of those people never got due process or anything. They didn't charge them with anything. They just rounded them up and shipped them out. Yeah, but you don't have to do the due process when it, when you've confirmed that the person's here illegally. You can just say, "All right, we, we're getting you a flight back to El Salvador." Yeah, but in a number of cases, they didn't even confirm that. They just shipped them out. <laughs> See ya. Hey, you're... I'm not aware. Of, I'm I'm not aware of that. But what I can tell you is that there are time there are times sometimes where you just get deported instead of going to jail for. Well, there was an MS-13 crackdown shortly after 9-11, and they said, get these people out of here, and they just shipped them out. They just rounded them up, shipped them out. They did one up here like two years ago, where they arrested all sorts of people, and they had charges on them, and they just fucking deported them. There were, there were sweeps up here specifically targeting those guys, too. Yeah. That's the other thing, and they'll just deport you. They'll kick you out. Like, sometimes the United States will just say, oh, you know what? We're not dealing with you. You're out of here. Right. On a murder, I don't know that you'd get away with that. You're probably going to do some time, to your point, probably going to do some time and then go back. You get busted with a gun for the second time or whatever. Oh, yeah, they'll just ship you out. Yeah, they're just going to say, see it. They, I don't think they're even going to bother. It's like, why tie up the jail cell for three years? We're just going to deport you anyway, so right. you're going back to wherever you were from. I think, I think for the past... 15 years or so they've been actually they've been trying to be a little bit more diligent on who they're deporting although the the obama administration was one of the most ruthless with well you can't prove who you are see you next time and then yeah trump trump was particularly brutal with the ice shit cracking down like you, you know people i'd see it online people would be like ice is in lynn today watch out they're doing raids like they would get a tip that there's an illegal family here or there and they would specifically go after them that, i mean obama i don't know if they were topped but obama basically beat all deportation records at the time yeah they call them the the, the the porter in chief, head the porter in chief. But I think it was particularly shocking with Obama because a lot of people thought he was a super liberal progressive guy, but then here he is deporting people left and right. Right. And a lot of people that were so pro Obama and they're and they're into the dreamers and DACA and all that. And then it's like, oh, this dude's actually deporting more people than anybody. He's kind right. of shaking your hand and pissing on your foot at the same time. You know, like with that type of shit. And then I dude, I, I mean I remember when I had my first apartment in Malden, there was a family that lived next to us and, and they were not here legally or certain people in the family were not here legally. And they were, they were kind of loud. They had a really shitty dog and the dog would like bark at you. And they were, they were to be honest with you, they were kind of shitty neighbors. I don't think they were bad people. They just weren't great to live next to. And then I was walking my dog one morning and I came up and uh, immigration was banging on the door and they had, they had real immigration officers with guns and shit like that. And I was walking back up the steps and the guy looks at me, he's like, you live here? My wife runs out and she's like, whoa! And I was like, no, dude, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen him. And I remember, you know, they, they were laying low. They came back for a couple of days and they were in the place, but all the windows were covered and I knew they were in there and then they disappeared. And then I saw one of them literally a half a mile away living in a different neighborhood, like six months later. I was like, oh shit, that's the kid that used to live in my, uh, in my building. That's probably not here legally. I think a lot of folks tend to just overstay their visas. I don't think it's as dramatic as... Everyone's scaling a wall, you know, whether it's the U.S.-Mexico border or the, you know, they're sneaking in from the north. You know, they're trudging across, you know, parts of Europe and taking canoes and risking their lives. I think a lot of people fly here and then, then they stay. They got, you know, you're, you're coming up from Brazil. You got some relatives in Massachusetts. And then you just say, yeah, I'm, I'm staying. Fuck it. Worst thing that happens is I get kicked out. I'll make a bunch of money in the meantime. You know, it's, 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 it's a well-known fact that a lot of guys will come up here on temporary visas or whatever and work, make a certain amount of money and then go back to, you know, whatever country they're at in South America with a bunch of American money and, and be 
pretty all right so it's like you get kicked out or i could come back and i think a lot of people too they come up they overstay the visa they stay an extra couple of months they just nobody really knows and they just go kind of go back when the when the time's right and they come back and they get another visa come back again it's not i don't think it's all that dramatic a lot of the time you're probably looking over your shoulder a little but at the same time i don't always think it's this crazy thing where what you see on the news is whole families hiding out and everybody's illegal and they've been here for 20 years and ice kicks the door down or the gang members i mean that shit definitely happens but i think a lot of times i think it's just as simple as somebody just decided to stay oh interesting the, the moors the uh they were at the district court in malden today yeah here well i'll send this to you well it's you could never see my Boston Globe stuff because you're a traitor. So do they have lawyers? That's the real question. Well, they're big fans of Elijah Muhammad, so that's not going to get you very far because he's a controversial guy. Elijah Muhammad. So they basically believe that this is a quote. It's about black liberation. It's about black empowerment. It's about having our own constitution because black people have been robbed from everything. This is why these guys are heroes. Noble Drewelli, Elijah Muhammad. We praise these guys. Who is Elijah Muhammad again? He was a he was a leader of maybe the Fruit of Islam. No, they're separate, like Muslim separatist group. I don't understand this. The Moors are exercising their rights as sovereigns. I don't think you can just walk around and be like, we don't partake in these laws, but we spend time in these lands. Sovereign like what? Sovereign like Native American sovereign? Because Native Americans are only sovereign on their own territories. Well, I mean, I think that's how they feel. I mean, I can kind of understand why they feel like that. They feel like, well, we're not recognized as American citizens as black men. Oh, yeah, I get the protest, but... I Yeah, I get it. I get it. I, that's not the way our laws work, though. I yeah, mean, and they feel like, well, you treat us like shit, so the laws don't apply to us anymore. Like, we're not included. It's almost like we're not included. It's like... And, like, their ideology is kind of like, hey, we're not... You don't want us here, so we're not here. You keep doing you, and we'll keep doing we'll keep doing us. I'll do me. Yeah. I'm, I'm not worried about you. I'm just worried about me and my thing going on. It's like, well, your, your thing is part of our thing. And they're like, no, it's not. Don't worry about it. We have our own laws. You guys have got your laws. We have ours. I kind of like it in, in, in a sense where... Remember when we were younger and we were just, like, really difficult to deal with? It, it's kind of like that. It's just like, no, 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 no. I'm just going to keep doing my thing. And it's like, oof. You're ruining this party. It's like, no, I'm having my own party inside of your party. Yeah, I'm still fine with most of that. Yeah. I like what they're doing here. But at the same time, this is not how nobody is going to give them a pass. Right. If you wander into another, if you wander into a country and you're not a citizen and these guys are saying, hey, we're not a citizen of your country, then you're still subject to whatever country's laws you're wandering into because that country has all the power. So, like, can I work, walk into Canada like I own the place and be like, Canadians! Don't worry, we're just driving to Vancouver. I do my own shit, so I'll be doing cocaine. I'm doing me. Right here in this Tim Hortons. Do not bother me. I'm just doing me out here. I, I know you're all Canada Canadians, but I am not a Canadian, but I am sovereign. The Globe says that they were only one of 20 sovereign groups in the entire United States like recognized yeah because it's a piss poor strategy yeah, it's just not gonna you're not gonna get anywhere with that if you want to do something really like bold in america and you want to like not have jurisdiction you got to build a commune in the middle of nowhere you got to go to montana you got to go up by like 500 acres you got to build a compound you bring your people there and you, you fucking lay back like, the government mostly leaves those people alone. I mean... Especially after Waco and shit. They just... They don't want to even know what's going you on. You know who's doing that. Do whatever you want. You, you know who is doing that. The guys we talked about last week? Kanye West. Out in Wyoming. No, I'm not joking. He He's... 
he's basically created a cult. If you see any of the footage from when he does his Sunday service from Wyoming, everybody's wearing like orange and red like tunics and robes and like dancing and praise style music. And he's built just like a huge compound out in rural Wyoming in this town. And I guess he's brought a lot of jobs, you know, related to Adidas out there. But everything he's doing is very culty. Yeah, but like that's America. That is America. You buy a compound, you bring your radical views to it, you live there. After 10 years, you start Whole Foods, you fucking grow that into a monopoly, and you sell that shit to Amazon. This is America. Let's face it, they're not going to let a, a bunch of African-American guys with AR-15s do that. Oh, on a compound? Yeah, if you buy enough land, you can do it, for sure. Yeah, but they're 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 uh, the U.S. government is not going to go. I guess these guys actually claimed an abandoned building and they've been sued like, by like the guy who's like, no, I own this. Yeah, guys with a lot of land, you got to pay taxes on it. Otherwise, the government's going to come knocking. That's a fatal flaw that a lot of these guys make. Right. Is they go, well, we don't fuck the government. We're not going to send them checks or anything. You got to send the taxes. You got to get a big enough lot of land where people don't hear or see what's going on over there. And then you just let your fucking weird shit go. You let your wild, wild country come out, you know? And just don't murder people, pay your taxes. You can get away with that shit for a long ass time. You know where I grew up, right? Yes. I never knew growing up as a child that one of the largest Buddhist Thai populations in the U.S. was a quarter mile down the road. Oh, I didn't know that. Do you know where the temple is? No, I actually don't. I can't say offhand. Really? I believe it's the largest Thai temple in the U.S. Interesting. When they were building it, I asked my dad, I said, did you know about this? And he goes, yeah, they've been trying to raise money for it for like 30 years. It is called, maybe maybe you can pronounce it. I'll drop it in the chat. I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to be able to pronounce that bad boy. Nawamintarakitis Watt. Now just say that real fast. Yeah, no. But dude, see Hill Street? Are you looking on like the map? Oh, it's in Raynham. Wow, that's a pretty big compound. It's the largest in the U.S. Wow. Dude, they built that while I was a child. I drove, I rode in the car past that thing like every single day. Never knew it was there. Huh. My dad knew because he always saw them like with signs up saying like, I forget what they were. They were like selling like homemade goods and fundraising and all this shit. And he noticed it, but like it was never obvious. But yeah, they built a palace out of gold. Nobody saw that shit coming. It's a six minute drive. Wow. And you never went. Oh, I've been there. So now you've been. I've I've been inside it, yeah. How is it? Man, they have a lot of gold in there. Somebody should rob it. You know, for Buddhist monks that don't want anything, they love gold. They fucking love it. The whole roof is made out of gold. I always think that's a funny thing. These people spent 30 years building this massive, biggest temple in, in the U.S. But yeah, they don't want anything. Like, I don't even know how you get that type of construction underway. Like... We want nothing except we really need a bigger temple. Well, what's the well, what's the Catholic Church want? You know, that for the for the longest time the Vatican was like the Catholic Church and the Vatican was the biggest business. Yeah, but the but Catholics don't believe in like what is it? Desire is the cause of all misery is like a Buddhist teaching. Sure. So like the only way to live like, you know, a, 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 with a clear mind is to desire nothing. Mm. So how do you desire nothing while trying to fundraise for the, the largest temple ever built? Well, I think because that's not you and your personal possessions. No one, 
you know, living there owns that temple. Somebody owns it at some, somebody's name has to be on the lease at some point, but. But the Buddhist monks that were there trying to put that whole vision together, they must have really wanted it to fundraise for it. Like, if it fell through, they'd be disappointed, right? Yeah, potentially. I think maybe maybe where you square it is you say, well, I don't want it for me. It's not for me. It's to honor the, the thing, you know, that we're a part of. Whereas, yeah, but who cares why you want it? You still want it. Yeah, because desire is desire, so you want that. Yeah. If you didn't want it, you wouldn't fucking fundraise. Right, but what I'm saying is I think I think how you rationalize it is you're saying it's not for me. It's for the people coming after me. It's for the whole movement. It's for this and that. It's not about me. I'm not driving a Mercedes-Benz and wearing a gold watch. I'm going to bring misery to myself so that the future can enjoy this without desiring anything else. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Like, you take yourself <laughs> out of it because it's not... But you're desiring a better future, which even then is like, it's not Zen. It's not fucking Zen, dude. You should just be in the moment and want nothing. I'll put on the meditation app. And if they're like, you are the only person that could build a temple for the future. You must start fundraising immediately. Weave baskets and sell them on the street. <laughs> I think I think the fair question for the Buddhist temple that's made out of gold is what's the point? I don't know, cause what do you what do you need a big expensive building to pray for? What isn't the point? What is the point? Can't go on. Must go on. So you looked at this picture of this ridiculous thing with the golden. Yeah, spire it's pretty cool. And the fucking interior with just gold ceilings and the and the giant gold Buddha. Do they have a gold to toilet like Donald Trump though? That's what I want to know. Dude, this is decorated just like Donald Trump built it. Yeah, this is crazy. <laughs> We'll go there the next time we're home. Can you just go? Uh, yeah, so they do tours to the public because, you know. So is that steeple? Is that... It can't be made out of gold. What do you think it's made out of? Nah, it can't be made out of gold. There's no fucking way. Somebody would have stolen that shit. You think that's fake gold? I think gold would have been too heavy. Gold is heavy and gold is soft. You think that's just painted gold? So I don't know. I guarantee you we could we could look this up and say how much gold is there in this place. This place is huge. <laughs> <laughs> is it gold or is it just painted gold? You know, is it is it bronze, brass? Dude, they got a huge ass gold statue in here, though. Oh my god! Holy smokes! It's it's pretty gaudy for for a Buddhist. It's right? funny though because the design is very modern at the same time. But yeah, for you wouldn't expect this. You would expect this. This is like some Catholic shit. They were they're like we're giving the Vatican a run for for its own money. So we used to get a. You can do Buddhist brunch in Tampa at the Thai temple. And it's a fucking awesome place to, to get brunch. Dude, that place was just like this. It's just like covered in gold. And I was like, what is this? How do they make that much money? Oh, you're looking it up? Yeah, I'm looking it up. Unlike you, I want to get my facts straight. Let's take a look here. I don't want any facts here. There's no fact zone. Oh, that's cool. They're, they're down for like the town to use it. They have to be. They don't have to do shit, man. Gold-coated statues, so they're not, I don't know if they're necessarily solid gold. Still, why Why is it gold at all? 32 Thai Buddhist monks. This wasn't done until 2014, so you didn't miss this as a kid. No, 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 no. What I missed was they were always there. Well, where were they before that? Those, those Buddhists were on that land fundraising to build that temple. Solid brass staircase. So, like, it, what I was curious about is... When did we get all these Buddhists all of a sudden? And that's when my dad was like, oh, no, no, no. They've been here for the whole time. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
I'm just saying you can have, in America, you can have some kind of culty thing going on. And no one's going to bother you so long as you keep sending your taxes in. I agree. So I'm not sure that a bunch of black guys with guns, though, is going to fly, even if they are paying taxes. Well, so these guys don't have a massive lot of land for this Buddhist temple. I'm saying the guys with the guns, they're going to need, like, they're going to need to go somewhere where guns are not worried about. So, like, Vermont or Montana or Texas. And then you got to get a big enough spread so that you don't bother your neighbors. And once you do that, I mean, people are just going to think you're rich. They're like, oh, wow, the richy riches put in like sure. five houses in this compound. Interesting. They're interesting people. I like it. I, you know, I, I hope that they learned a lesson about telling the police you're sovereign. <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know, I could never, any group with like an ideology, it would never work for me, man. I, I got to do my own thing. Dude, if you're going to claim anything in America... Claim religious independence, right? Be like, it's against our religion to stop for police. Like, dude, do it right. You know what I mean? At least when you get to the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court will be like, well, I mean, it is in their book that they can't be stopped by American police. So they, they wrote it in there. Also says they can have as much ammunition as possible. I would be willing to bet that most of the, the gentlemen who were arrested the other day in, in Wakefield were. Probably guys who are trying to find something, you know, as most people who drift towards group. I don't want to call them an extremist group, but just groups that have like an ideology based group trying to find where you fit in in the world, try to find some sort of a purpose. Usually a girlfriend would straighten yeah. that right out or a boyfriend. I mean, some sex, a couple beers, lose your virginity and suddenly good times. Dude. Yeah. Have some beers, lose your virginity, and you don't need to rely on theatrics anymore. You're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, do what you want. We'll see you next Tuesday.